Hey there, it's Dr. Sophia Satterwhite, founder and CEO of She Heals the World. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to today's episode to hear the top lifestyle and business tips from women entrepreneurs all around the globe. If you found this show helpful, be sure to share it with a friend. That's how our community grows. Today's guest is coming up next. Hey everybody, so we are switching it up this season. I wanted to share and give you a sneak peek of a feature that I did with the National Association for Women Business Owners. I was asked to speak by Liz Foster, who is a phenomenal woman, and she interviewed me on basically how women in business can chart a future path after all of the trauma that we have been through in 2020. I thought that this uh, interview would be so helpful for you as you're trying to reestablish and reconnect with the vision that you have for your life moving into 2021. And so if you have felt visionless, lost, unfulfilled, empty, too busy to even think about what's next, this episode is for you. And I give a lot of background on why She Heals the World was founded. So I'm so happy to have you joining in. We are going to start right now. Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Foster. I'm the president of NABO New York City. And today we are joined, we have a wonderful fireside chat with Dr. Sophia Satterwhite. And I'm just going to read a little bit about her because she's, I'm so excited about today. She's an amazing woman and has got a great, you know, we've got some great things to share with you and lovely stories. So um, Dr. Sophia uh, holds an Ivy League doctorate um, with a concentration in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial leadership. Um, and she's on a mission to help more women entrepreneurs experience joyful success um, as they make their mark. And we all do need to make our mark in the world. Um, so this is very apt for right now. Uh, so Dr. Satterwhite stumbled into social entrepreneurship as a young 25-year-old CEO and the founder of a multi-million dollar school and has been coaching leaders since, which is quite really exciting. Uh, she believes that women particularly experience um, significant challenges in the startup world and need that dedicated support. And that's very true because at the beginning, we just need all the help we can get. Yes. Um, and her company is uh, called She Heals the World, which I'm excited to find out more about. And so I'm sure it's gonna be very um, interesting because again, the world right now certainly needs a lot of healing. So I think our conversation is gonna be great. Yeah. So uh, welcome, welcome, Dr. Sophia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Liz. I am so excited to talk about charting a path forward. This is a topic that I have some personal and professional experience in. And so I am so excited to jump in. <laughs> Great, great. So maybe I can just ask a few questions and we can kind of just get this chat going. So um, tell us about the, the work that you actually do with She Heals the World. So She Heals the World is a global training and leadership development firm, and we elevate the idea that success can and should be joyful. And so we train coaches all around the world to help high achieving women create a life that feels as good as it looks. And when I talk about the work that we do at She Heals the World, I like to um, reflect on one of my signature clients uh, by the name of Michelle, and this is a pseudonym because we protect the identity of all of the women who work with us. Um, but Michelle is um, a recent client of ours, and she is a high achieving attorney, a high powered attorney. 
And Michelle did everything right on her rise to the top. She went to a top school. She moved up the ranks very quickly. Um, she did everything the way that she was supposed to became a successful lawyer, has a beautiful family, perfect husband, perfect car, perfect bank account. Um, everything looks perfect uh, from the outside looking in with Michelle. But Michelle's only problem is, is that Michelle absolutely hates her life. And when she looks around at her law firm to see if there are other people who are living the life that she wants, she cannot find a single person um, who is embodying the lifestyle that she wants to have. And so Michelle decided to make some changes in her life. And um, we decided to work together where I would support her in rediscovering her passion and help her recreate a life that she is excited about. And we did that using the power of coaching. But the reason why I'm so excited to work with high achieving women like Michelle is because Michelle's story was my story. You know, I was one of those women who had gotten to the top of my industry by the age of 30. I had a multi-million dollar school under my belt, as you said, and four degrees, two of them Ivy League, and um, a successful career in New York. And I was looking around feeling like I should feel amazing. I should feel like I'm on the top, on top of the world right now, but I feel depleted. I feel um, unfulfilled. I feel empty. I feel stuck. And so one day when I got absolutely fed up with mediocrity and I realized I didn't want to wait until I was 75 to uh, live my life, I left my achievements on the table, packed my bags with my husband and traveled the world in order to, in essence, kind of find myself. And on that journey, and I'm sure, you know, we can talk more about this, but on that journey, She Heals the World was founded. And um, that was seven years ago. And so thankfully that move was a good move. But when I look back, I realized that I could have missed out on one of the best decisions of my life to find my life's work today if I didn't have the courage to dream and more importantly, to leap. So, so what, you know, what really inspired you to do what you do now? Yeah, you know, oddly enough, um, coaching has been around for a long time. And I did grow up in the Oprah era. My mother watched Oprah all the time. And um, and then also Eon Levinsan. I don't know if you all are familiar with her. She's on OWN and she runs a, um, a show called Eon Fix My Life. And so I saw coaching from like somewhat of a commercial end. And um, oddly enough, though those folks did play a role in where I am today, I didn't really resonate with what I thought coaching was. Like I thought that you know, your life had to be in complete shambles to need a coach, right? I mean, I guess part of it is, you know, it's structured that way because they need a good show for TV. Um, but for me, uh, you know, that wasn't really my journey. You know, my life, I can't say it was in complete shambles. I just wasn't living up to my highest potential. I knew that there was something more for me. And I didn't really find any coaches that were having that conversation. So um, I, I think over time, I had to kind of find my own way and really use travel to inspire me and, um, and find other ways of kind of keeping me grounded and connected to what I feel like I'm meant to, to bring to this world. So um, there was a big mix, but um, I think I'm still kind of trying to find where there are other models, especially women who look like me who are having the conversation around you know, helping high achievers really find that high level of fulfillment and experience their next level of success in a way that is different and new for them. Mm, that's that's great so so you talk about travel so where did you travel being an integral part of this and of course we're all travel starved right now so, <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about 
um, about the, the the travel and and you know wh where did you travel to and what yes. was it about that place that inspired you? Oh, oh my goodness, that is a story in itself. So number one, when I decided to quote unquote quit and like walk away from you know the hustle and bustle of New York, it was one of the scariest decisions of my life. But I knew deep down that I had to figure this out. And so luckily my husband had a flexible job and I called him on the day that I handed him my resignation letter and I said, will you travel the world with me? And he said, if we can find Wi-Fi, sure. So we got on the road immediately. We went uh, to Florida, we went to Atlanta, South Carolina, you know, basically the whole US, Hawaii. We went up to Montreal, we went to Mexico, we traveled through the Caribbean islands. Um, we did Barcelona, London, and the story for me really comes together when I landed in France. And this was so unexpected for me. One afternoon, I found myself in a cafe in France and here I was thinking that I was so evolved. I was like, okay, I broke out of the nine to five. I broke out of the traditional world. Here I am living this other life. And at the restaurant, when the waitress is serving me, I must have been giving off a very busy vibe. Um, and she was right. You know, when she was pouring the coffee and serving the baguettes, I felt like everything she was doing was in slow motion. Um, she was just putting everything on the table so slow. And in my mind, I just kept thinking like, oh my goodness, hurry up. We have places to go and people to see. And in the moment that I had that thought, for whatever reason, her and I locked eyes. And I almost felt like she could see into my soul. She could see that I was frustrated and I was embarrassed because I thought I was hiding it well. Um, and I heard her spirit say to me, and she didn't say this in English because she didn't speak English and I didn't speak French, but she said, vous avez le temps in French, that's what, I, that's what I heard her say, which means you have time. And I didn't expect to get that lesson uh, in Paris, but when I heard that from her, I looked around and for the first time in the entire journey that I had of going through America, through the Caribbean islands, through Canada and through the UK and, and landing in France for the first time I looked around and it was in the middle of the day and no one was rushing anywhere. And in that moment, I realized that there was a bigger shift that I was missing, that the shift wasn't necessarily about the structure of where you're working and what you're doing. And if you're overwhelmed in your job or any of that, but the structure, but the, but the issue was in who I was being. And I decided to learn more about French culture uh, during my time in France. And I learned that actually um, what is most important in, in that culture is who you are as opposed to what you do. And in fact, talking about what you do is considered rude. And so here I was carrying all my achievements with me, so proud, these were the things that made me who I, who I am. And in essence, that meant nothing. And that lesson was a huge lesson for me and one that I started sharing online. And, you know, like any millennial, I started taking my iPhone and posting on social media, you know, really talking to high achieving women and saying, what if you gave yourself a chance to dream? What if you gave yourself a chance to live life for you and not because it was going to impress someone else or because you wanted to reach the top or because of whatever other validation that we think society will give us? What if you worked on you and how you show up and, and you became someone that you are, you know, essentially proud to be regardless of any achievements that you've had. And that message started to stick. And, um, and that was when She Heals the World was really founded. I started doing life design sessions with women who really wanted to just 
kind of take a look at their life on paper and say, okay, you know, I've been taught, I became a doctor and it's not just doctors and lawyers, it's, it's people from all industries, but I became a ex because I knew it was going to impress my dad or because it would give him a bragging point. What would it look like if I started living life for me? And, um, and that was, you know, like I said, seven years ago and, and here we are today. So I continue to go back to France every year, except for during 2020. Um, I am so excited to go back and I'm so thankful um, that I had that aha moment while I was there because it really helped me define everything that I stand for today. That's wonderful. And, and we obviously both have France in common because actually I lived in France for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually live down down in down in the south in the uh, the Côte d'Azur, um, so, and and I totally agree with you. There's something about the French way that they're just like, and you know, other Europe. Obviously, being a European, I've done a lot of travel in Europe, um, mm. but there's something specific about the French way, and they're they're very the way that they live very deliberately, you know, to 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 their pleasure. And that yes. pleasure feeds them. And then when that pleasure feeds them, then they can just be a, a whole different person as opposed to Absolutely. the doing. So I I totally understand what you talk about there. Oh, um, so what, yeah. what really brings you joy in the work that you do now with these women? Mm, uh, so much. I think, you know, because this is such uh, an intimate space kind of where you're really like heart to heart with so many people, the most important thing for me is, is to see a woman see herself differently, to see her see her own value, um, not because it's been earned or because she was a top achiever in X, Y, and Z, or she hit her first seven-figure year, but to see her own value in spite of all of that. And, um, and I love when women have the courage actually to, to reinvent themselves, which I think is one of the hardest things that you can do. You know, when you've been working 30, 40 years in a business, in an industry, and you realize that this is no longer fueling me to have the courage to begin again is so scary, but it is so inspirational. And so I live for those moments. I live when um, those light bulbs come on. I live when those women step into their power um, and they really just kind of take life by the horns and give themselves permission to permission to dream. Um, that I think that's what keeps me going every day. <laughs> I love that. And, yeah. and it's so true because when we, when we get so so stuck in what we're doing and and it drags us down and then we just like we just need to take the step and yes. and it and just do and it might just be something small or it might be something really big but it's just like having that courage within ourselves to really um to make those changes and to believe in ourselves and and of course it always helps if we've got a partner or a family or whoever by our side that really believes in us as well and and that's just it's just so powerful and important well i was just going to say that fear in itself can be can be crippling you know and and we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day and what was so powerful about one of his quotes is that you don't have to see the whole staircase, you just need to take the next step. And um, that's one of those like post-it note things that I want to just like plaster all over my home because essentially if you don't commit to taking that next step, fear will take you out every single time. It is so much easier to um, 
continue the status quo, to continue to do what you've always been doing. But um, changing it up and shaking it up is is really where where the courage comes in. So taking that first step, like you just mentioned, is is so important. Yeah, I remember reading a book years ago, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, yes. <laughs> great book. It's a great book. Highly it recommended, is. people. <laughs> talking of feeling the fear and yeah. and you know struggles that we that that come that come in in our way because you know sometimes we we might choose a path and it's not necessarily you know clear sailing all the way and I'm sure that you've had a few hurdles that have come up in your time so Mm. maybe you can share some of those with us yeah of course so I think the biggest hurdle so we all you know once we come up with a business and it's it's from our heart we can live in that space for a long time but at some point you have to grow and at some point you have to actually market yourself and you have to um, make social media your friend. (laughs) And I think one thing that I became a little bit, I guess, not really held back from, but um, it was something I had to overcome was showing up as my authentic self all the time. Um, When you come from the academic space and when you're in this, like in an industry, you're, you're used to showing up like this. You're dressed, you, you, know, you have your, your hair done, you're ready to go, you ha- you're on. But um, what I notice is that the best way for my clients to truly hear my heart are those moments where I jump on right before bed and I have a night mask on and I have my journal in my hand and I'm just talking on something that inspired me that night that I felt like I needed to get out there or, you know, waking up in the morning and doing yoga. I do yoga on my Instagram, um, in my Instagram story every other day to just share my practice. But it took me such a long time to get to a place where I felt like I could really just like show it all, you know, just be who I am. And, um, and when I started that process, I thought, in fact, I would lose a lot of people. I thought I would lose all of the professional doctors and lawyers and people who were following me. But in fact, it, it helped them to kind of um, become drawn in a little bit deeper because they knew me and they felt like they could relate to me. So um, being my true authentic self 100% of the time, um, in my pajamas, you know, with yoga pants on, shopping at the grocery store. Those are pieces that people typically in other industries don't see you uh, professionally doing. But for a brand that is talking about changing the lives and hearts of other people, people want to see you all the time. They want to know you all the time. Um, and so giving myself permission to fully show up as me in those spaces was a big hurdle and one that is not easily, e- you know, easily gotten over, but it's something that I'm becoming a lot more comfortable and a lot more better with. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I love the way you say make social media your friend. And, and for me, I'm, I'm in that place. And I'm like, really, do I have to, but you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. This is, this is the day and age that if you don't put it out there, then people, uh, they're like, who? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want that. They may feel like you're also like hiding something like, what is she hiding? Why don't I see, you know, what she does in the morning? What's her morning routine? And so it's, um, it's fun. It's I've, I've, I've made it my friend now. It's true. I like that. So you've, you've, you've achieved a lot. Um, you know, you've, you've had great success. You've grown a huge business. You, 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 you know, what you're doing with She Heals the World, I think is just phenomenal. So what piece of, of feedback has really impacted you most in, in, 
in your years of doing what you do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, what feedback? You know, I have to, I'm going to kind of go back to what we were just talking about with uh, vulnerability. You know, you and I talked a little bit about Brene Brown earlier, and um, she has such important points about being vulnerable. And I, I feel like gone are the days where there is a guru, you know, and where people are expecting you to have it all together and to be perfect. Um, and so feedback that I've gotten uh, from my clients and from my audience has really been to continue to share my flaws. So I had a situation, I had a health scare a few years ago. And because of it, I have this fleeting anxiety. Every once in a while, I'll have anxiety about something. And I have had to find ways to manage that so that I can continue to you know, show up every day and shine. And for a while, I never said anything about it. It was never something that I felt like I needed to share. But one day, I shared it. And literally, my social media feed completely blew up because people felt so relieved to know that like I wasn't perfect and that there was something that I was struggling with and I hadn't 100% um, conquered it, but that I was committed to working it through. And it also gave me a lot of comfort in knowing that like, okay, you know, this is a thing and this is something that I can talk about and I don't have to have the answer for it. I can tell people that I'm still working through it, but it was a place where people could relate to me. So the feedback that I got was to stay soft, to stay soft and to stay vulnerable and to not hold back those pieces that you feel like, oh, if I share this, you know, people are going to think I'm no longer an expert in, in X, Y, and Z, but to share it and to share your process in, in working through it. So that was really important feedback. Yeah, I and it's interesting. I, I can, you know, relate to that. And again, you know, Brené just says it, says it and embodies it so well with her vulnerability. But there's that level of us uh, uh, within ourselves that if we can, I, I remember years ago, um, I had, I was doing a, a course and there was, uh, the teacher was kind of saying, if you can imagine that you're standing in front of a room, like totally naked, arms wide, and have that, not physically, obviously, but having that, <laughs> that vulnerability, then, then that really then that brings you to a whole nother level of heart connection. And, and it, you know, you take the ego, you know, you can put the ego to the side for five minutes and you just step into this place of like, okay, this is who I am. And, and, you know, there's no hiding from that. So I love that staying soft and being vulnerable. I know that, uh, that you, you, you know, you especially work with women at the moment and you work specifically with women business owners, which is great, which is why you're here, because, of course, NABO is all about supporting women business owners. And so are you. So we love that um, because we're both doing the same thing and in a slightly <laughs> different way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so but but especially you know now although you know hopefully there's going to be changes on the horizon but but these past few years it's been very challenging for women business owners um to kind of move forward and and get their their businesses in a strong position mm-hmm. so what kind of you know how can how can a woman in a way coach herself through the challenges that she might face 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a such a great question. And um, as a coach, I do have to say that you don't always need a coach, right? I think coaching is a phenomenal industry. And I think it is incredibly helpful if you have someone to support you as you're making changes and shifts in your life. But you can do this work um, on your own as well. And um, I have four questions that I typically will share um, with my clients and that I bring my clients through that that might help. I am a big fan of journaling. So I use a process called uh, Morning Pages by uh, Julia Cameron. And that basically gets you into the swing of, of how to use your journal, what journaling is about. It allows you to really release the things that are in your mind and, and put it down on paper. And so I highly recommend if you have any time to uh, to get that resource if you're not familiar with journaling. If you are familiar with journaling, then there are four things that I typically will bring folks through in order to coach yourself through these challenges. And it really is about reconnecting yourself to inspiration. Um, it is not a secret. 2020 was like the dream killer of the century. It completely stole our dreams. And a lot of the women that I work with today, you know, they are not clinically depressed, but they are feeling like they are depressed from this year. And, um, and my response to them is always, you're not depressed, you're just uninspired. You are not depressed, you're just uninspired. So it's just really important to try to use some practices that will help reinfuse that inspiration back in you because where you're, um, where you find inspiration is where you will be able to connect and reconnect to your desires. So the four questions that I bring folks through is the first one is where do you come from? And this is called narrative coaching. It really is uh, focused on your autobiography. So if you haven't written your story, it's really important to take some time and write your story and look for trends. And what will happen when you take some time and write your story is that you will start to see that the beliefs that you have may not be because you believe them yourself, but it could be because your mom had a bad experience or your dad instilled this in you. And, and you just want to write your, write your story from a perspective of looking for, is this still true? Um, and that will help you to uncover your limiting beliefs. It will help you to really just get a good sense of how you got to where you are. So just like a contractor checks the foundation of a lot before he builds a building, you want to check the foundation of your life, evaluate your beliefs and assumptions before you design your future. Um, then the next part is what do you stand for? So a lot of people are really concerned with like purpose and they get caught up in this whole conversation about what is my life's purpose and what should I be doing with my life? But in essentially the, the most fruitful question you can ask is not necessarily what is my purpose, but what are my values? When I was burnt out as a leader and, and working in a position that I felt like wasn't really jiving with me well, it wasn't because there was something wrong with them or anything like that, but it was because it wasn't in alignment with my values. My values are um, autonomy, independence, health, um, those are some things where if you're in a certain industry, that's um, whether, you know, you don't have time to really fuel your body the way that you need to, to give it, give the world hundred percent, or if you don't really have autonomy and independence of your own decisions as entrepreneurs, you know, that is probably all of our values. So, uh, which is why we kind of shy away from the nine to five, but um, if those values are suppressed, you're going to feel that tension in your body. And so if you're in a business right now where you're like, I need, I need something to change even if you're, you know, high achieving, making six and seven figures in the business, but you're like, there's still something that's not right here. 
you want to go back to your values and you want to start to unpack what are my values and where are those out of alignment so that I can figure out how I can create something that is more in alignment with who I inherently am. And then what do you crave? So we all know that we're, we're all craving something more. Um, I would think, uh, you know, after, after this year, we're kind of looking for where, how, how am I going to up-level my life after I've been through what I've been through? Um, and so I use the wheel of balance and this is a psychological tool, but every coaching industry has, you know, their own different version of this. Um, and it really breaks your life into these five categories, your relationship, your health, your financial goals, your money, your personal growth, and your environment. Um, and so I would just go through those areas and, and ask yourself, how satisfied am I in these areas? How satisfied am I in my relationships? Um, how satisfied am I with my money health right now? What about my personal growth? Am I doing anything to continue to grow myself, to intellectually challenge myself? Is my business providing the support that I need so that I, I feel like I am growing intellectually as a person? Uh, what does my environment look like? Environment, if you're not traveling and you're stuck in your home, is your home a mess? Is, are there, you know, do you have a dedicated workspace in your office? Um, these are all things that affect how we feel. So when we have that broken out and we can just kind of look at that from the outside in, we can pretty quickly see what needs to be modified so that we can infuse more joy into our life. And then the last one is where are you going? And that is, you know, the dream board and the vision board kind of work that everybody has been so excited about going into a new year. But I challenge you to not just jump there, to go through the other three steps so that when you create your vision board, it really is reflective of where you truly want to go and you don't create a vision that you're not in alignment with. So um, asking yourself questions like, how do I want to be remembered? Um, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Those are all of the pieces that can kind of help to guide you through creating a vision that you're excited about and to make it stick. You know, you can do something as simple as going on Pinterest and just starting to pin images that are inspiring for you. And that will kind of keep you excited about moving forward into something new in, in this new season. So, you know, to, to answer your question, Liz, after I gave those tips, I think it is 100% possible for you to coach yourself through today's challenges. Uh, but you have to commit. You have to commit to doing the work. And, and once you do the work, you will see that you're someone different on the other side. I love that, and and, and I'm I'm in the hundred percent agreement with all of those. But I but what really spoke to me was the piece about the values, because I think that working, you know, knowing what your values are and living by your values just makes your life so much easier. Yes. Because when you don't know what's important to you, and and then you know, and then you get in crazy upsets with people because you end up like, but, and that's only because they just completely trashed one of your values. But if you didn't know it and you didn't say it, then like, yes. guess what happens? Yes. So I actually, yes. I'm, I have my values pinned right up on the, my board, right up, up there in front of me. So wow. I'm very aware of what my values are and, uh. and I try and live by them. And I know that when I'm unhappy, um, it's because my values have just like they're not being fulfilled in one way or another and it might be because of me 
or it might be mm. because of, of, you know, an outside influence or whatever it is. But yeah, but, well, that's uh, a good point. And I think people don't give the values conversation enough credibility. Like when people think of values, they think, OK, well, I have values. I'm honest. You know, I, ha- I have integrity. But it is so much deeper than that. You know, your values, like you said, they there are things that you live by day in and day out health is a value. Acceptance is a value. You know, if you have had some challenges in these last few years and it felt like, you know, there's just not a, 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 a spirit of tolerance everywhere, that if that's a value that's being suppressed of yours. And so you're going to feel uncomfortable. And so that conversation with ourselves about who are we, what do we stand for? What are our values is, is really deep. It's much deeper than I think what a lot of people might initially think. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And and again, echoing what you just said, it's like give yourself the time, you know, do mm. the work and you'll there'll be that it's almost like there's a almost like a peace within because you've almost made peace with, you know, you now you like, oh, I get it now. Yes. And then you can embody it and then you can live it. And then that's when the shift happens. Yes. So we we talk about inspiration because again, you know, without inspiration, um, you know, we're, it's, I mean, I know for myself when I'm not inspired, I'm kind of like, I feel very down and I'm, you know, there's nothing to lift me. Um, So how does, how does, how do we stay inspired? That is such a good question. And it is one that I never thought I would have to put as much energy into as I have had to do in in, in 2020. Um, It was, I knew from the beginning that travel inspired me and to have that kind of pulled away really sent me through a very deep journey of figuring out what else. Um, And so my YouTube travel videos only took me but so far. Yes, I was going on YouTube tours of new new countries and new places to visit in the middle of the night very often, just that I needed a little boost of energy. Um, But outside of that, you know, I really did start to dig deep into the transformational work that we talk so much about. I started to rely more on my journaling. I started to rely more on my routines. Um, I created a pleasure plan, which essentially is doing one thing every day that brings joy and pleasure to my life. If it's my favorite chocolate, having my favorite chocolate, if it's going for a walk, going for that long walk. I live on the shore, so going out to the ocean inspires me. Um, So going down to the beach every week or every other day is important. So really finding those other things that you know you can control and that you can do to give yourself a little glimpse of joy every day can give you a lot of inspiration. Um, Journaling and movement, I think if I had to pick my top two, those would be my top two. There's something about when you're in your body and you're moving and you're doing yoga or you're working out or you're dancing, the endorphins that you feel, they really can elevate your state of mind. And so um, thank God for a lot of fitness and wellness people during this time, because because of them, you know, they have truly kept kept me inspired. And I think those are things that everybody can do at home. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And and you're right, you know, that that, I think, I think physical movement for me, physical movement and being in nature those are the two things that totally inspire me without nature i'm just you know it doesn't work so well (laughs) 
the stuff inside my head doesn't work so well. Yeah, yeah. And this, we've had a tremendous opportunity to be in nature so much this, you know, this season. If you're, I've dr driven over to the Hamptons about three times just to like go to the end of the world and stand up and look at the overlook and just see, you know, all the water and everything. Like we have time, we have time, we have had time. Um, and so this, this time period can also be your greatest gift if you allow it to be. Uh, working from home for, for those of you who have had to be in your businesses all the time, you know, this gives us a lot of freedom. So sometimes, you know, we I think we have taken it for granted. I know I've spent the whole year complaining about it, but essentially it, it has led to some of my greatest breakthroughs. So nature, 100%, so much time to be in nature. Dr. Sophia, thank you so much for- thank you. Uh, for, for coming for being our guest for sharing your joy your inspiration <laughs> your passion and everything else it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for for um being with us and we'll um look forward to seeing you hopefully in person soon i hope so i hope so <laughs> All thank right. you well there you have it thanks for listening to the she heals the world talk show with dr x to learn more about how to live your life by design, grab a freebie at shehillstheworld.com forward slash freebie.